All right, welcome. Have you ever heard? We're talking about attitude and more specifically, positive attitude. Positive attitude. And on that subject, we're going to talk about a story I heard called a double blind experiment. Now, it's a good story, and I'm also going to tell the story that I had experience with uh, myself, and I had told about the uh, autistic child I had on my team. But I think it's a story worth repeating. So I'm going to tell it here again after I tell this story, which is fantastic. You see, you don't have to stay stuck, and this story only proves it. It's all in the mind. Listen carefully. Okay, Neil Mahoney, uh, years ago, I read a story from a columnist named Neil Mahoney about a blind, correction, about a double-blind experiment conducted in San Francisco Bay Area. The principal of a school called the teachers together and said, because you three teachers are the finest in the system and you have the greatest expertise, we're going to give you 90 high IQ students. We're going to let you move these students through this next year at their own pace and see how much they can learn. The teachers and students were delighted over the next year. The teachers and the students thoroughly enjoy themselves. The teachers love teaching the brightest students. The students benefited from the close attention and instruction of highly skilled teachers. By the end of the year, the students had received 20 to 30% more than the other students in that area. At the end of the experiment, the principal called the teachers back together and said, I have a confession to make. You did not have 90 of the most intelligent, prominent students. They were run-of-the-mill students. We took 90 students at random from the system and gave them to you. The teacher said, this means that we are exceptional teachers. I have another confession, the principal admitted. You were not the brightest of the teachers. Your names were the first three names drawn out of a hat. How could three average teachers accomplish so much with 90 average students? Teachers and students possessed an exceptionally positive and proactive attitude. They didn't feel helpless. They didn't think of themselves as victims. They believed they could succeed. And they did. That's the key. Belief. When you believe that you can, you will. It's not a matter of wanting to believe. It's a matter of when you cross that point, when you know that you will not be denied and you Move forward, knowing that you're not going to be denied. It's almost like Stephen Covey. Begin with the end in mind, knowing that you're going to make it. Begin with the end in mind. So thus begins my story again of the autistic child on my out, uh, upward-bound basketball team. It was my first year coaching upward basketball, and I had some rambunctious students who were in their, um, I think they were uh, 
9, 10, 11, somewhere 11, 12, around that age. Anyways, I had these kids. And I had uh, one child that was put on my team who had autism and his mother said, well, maybe he shouldn't. But I said, no, no, it's good for him. Let him be on the team. So she did. And I can remember these guys just love basketball and they just they just pulverized every team we played. And, you know, occasionally there was one, two teams that I had to really coach them and they still were able to win. But it was a little bit more challenging. But anyways, one of the things with upward basketball is to allow everyone to play. So every time, uh, and, and I said, the next time I tell the story, I was going to know the child's name. His name was Wyatt. And I said, when Wyatt, uh, every time Wyatt was out there, this is the child with autism, he would get the ball and then he would hold it for a minute and then he would pass it to someone on the team. But he wouldn't keep the ball. And he wouldn't score. Well, this went on all season. And and I just kept wanting so much because I knew that this child could do so much. And as it as it had as, as it, you have it, in the last game, I was able to convince the other team. I said, look, you know, all all season, why is played in this uh, the basketball game? But I'm convinced that if he gets to score. Uh, it would do a tremendous, it'd be a tremendous jump in his confidence. So we got together, me and the other coach, and we agreed. We got our teams together said, okay, when Y gets the ball, it was going to back away and allow him to, to shoot. So the time came in the game. Of course, our team was way out in front as usual. So then... They said, okay, it's time. Why it's in the game? Passing the ball. Okay, here he is. He gets the ball. Both teams back up. And he's standing there in front of the basket, probably about five to six feet away. And he shoots. And it goes in. And everyone jumps. And they're excited. And his mother was excited. Well, it turns out that it was such a strong boost in his confidence that even without the team helping him, he scored three to four more times. <clears throat> it was incredible. His mother was crying. I was holding back the tears. But all because we believed and we transferred that belief to him and then he was able to prove it to himself. And when he did, his confidence busted out in full force and he was like a powerhouse the rest of the game his mother was so grateful Wyatt's confidence was built all because we gave him the opportunity to do that you see you got to give yourself an opportunity to do that too to to reinforce well let me tell you I want to reinforce in you the Jew need to find the confidence in yourself and believe that you can succeed. You don't have to be the frustrated employee any longer. You can one volunteer and then volunteering in your passion and then falling in love with it. You'll be able to, to get ahead. It's just like with my daughter. She loved teaching nursing, uh, home nursing. 
and she and her, and her mother's a nurse too and she was thinking well you know she should be in the hospital not just home nursing she thought she looked down on but i told my daughter i said if you're good at whatever you do they'll pay you for it you'll get paid for it what does she do today home nursing not only home nursing but she started her own business, which is starting to explode. Home nursing that her mother shut down is now a business that's starting to thrive. All because she it was her passion and she did it. Just like if you have a passion and you do it, you'll feel, well, one, you'll feel less stress. Two, you'll feel happier. And three, you'll be happy to jump out of the bed in the morning. Unlike just going for a paycheck, you know that feeling on Monday morning? You got to go there. You know it pays the bills. You, you develop the skill for it. But it's not really what you enjoy. It's not what you're passionate about. It's what you're skilled in. But I, but I, but I challenge you, a lot of us can't just give up a job, although we could do that, but a lot of us won't. But what if you started volunteering in your passion? And as you volunteered in your passion, then you started to get recognized. And then people who you're volunteering with are in different positions, maybe the director of this organization or the uh, HR director in this one. And all of a sudden, the opening is, is in that area. And the first thing that comes to their mind is that person who volunteers on the team that loves so much what they do. And they come and they offer you something. Can this happen? Absolutely. Have I seen it happen? Yes. I remember a, a guy, his name was Beatty, and uh, he was an actuary, and then he, he, they put him in charge of a sales unit, and then I watched him. He had a, a passion that he volunteered in, and then he quit his job to be full-time vice president in what he was passionate about. You can do the same thing, but you got to take that first step. You got to build your confidence and not be afraid, but you'll be so much happier. You'll see the note in my uh, feed there talked about not getting to the age and feeling regret, getting older and feeling regret because of what you didn't do, not because of what you did do. That's my message to you today. So I hope you have a good evening and I hope you got something from this with attitude. Can you think of, well, let me know. What are you passionate about? Let me know. I'd love to hear about it. Yeah, you can leave a, leave a comment if, if that's what you want to do. But yeah, think about a time or something you're passionate about. Let me know what it is. You have a good evening. I'm, I'm excited to start reading about you.